Welcome back. Um, it's kind of a sad week because right now we should be watching the Masters. You would be watching the Masters. We yeah. wouldn't, but... but I should be watching Masters, yeah. and that's all that matters. But we're not. <clears throat> should be watching Tiger win his green jacket again. But we're not. We are in a sportsless world still. Um, we are joined today. By the usual end of the week crew, we got Cole, Reed, Mitch, Anthony. Um, we got a little bit of news and notes to get to. We got list season again. We got the breakdown of our Disney movie bracket. And then we'll finish with a little Survivor uh, talk with Trent. Um, Cole, do you have something to start off with oh my uh ncaa 14 update. oh that's right cool dynasty um, so update after lots of hard work dedication and lots of hours put into the just the crap many hours many hours the texas state bobcats have won a national championship led by our wider our heisman trophy winning wide receiver bruce butch jones sorry and um uh, we're coming back, and we're excited for a new season, too. We're 97 overall, too. We're, we, I've built this program up. It's almost like it's easy now because you're 97 overall. I worked hard for 97 <laughs> overall. It wasn't, uh-huh. They were 68 when I started. So yeah. I'm proud of them. So, yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Good. Good for you. Yeah. I might leave to do a new team. but That's what I was implying yeah. with my statement. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh-huh. Just being a jerk. Um, all right. News and notes. The XFL is dead. It's gone. Um, that's a little that's, sad. That shocked me, honestly. Well, the thing is, they were planning on having a full season playoffs, TV revenue, ticket revenue, revenue sales, and they, you know, couldn't do it. So they just don't have enough money. Is honestly what it comes down to. But it is a bummer for those players because this gave them a chance. You saw it. There's what there's twelve or eleven that yeah. signed. Yeah. yeah. So. It's a bummer. So are they? They they're the league is over. Like they yeah, can't come they back don't have plans for. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. They're doing so well. Yeah, yeah, bummer for them. Um, Eli will be bummed to hear that. I don't think he's he has heard about that yet. But um, Brandon Cooks. So basically, Bill O'Brien decided that he'd rather have David Johnson and Brandon Cooks than DeAndre Hopkins. So. That was his um, choice. Um, Brandon Cooks, 25 years old, and he's been on four different teams. Saints, Rams, Patriots. He's 25. Patriots, forgot about that. Patriots yeah. now. I think he's 25. He might be 26. But either way, I mean, you when you think of Brandon Cooks, you think of like a 30-year-old. You think, oh, he's been around for a while. No, he's just been on four different teams in five years now. Yeah, that's the same thing with uh, Cobb. I thought he was like 33, and it turns out he's like 20, 28, 29. Mm-hmm. Same, he's the same age as John Hopkins. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what the the Texans decided to do was go for Brandon Cooks. Um, Tua has reportedly failed a NFL team's physical. This, this is sneaky big news because I think – I think – I would not be surprised if Herbert jumps Tua. I think Tua is the most, in my opinion, the most talented quarterback in the draft. Okay. And I think those, I think the Dolphins, the Chargers, they're going to value the talent, the potential of Tua. 
And I think definitely the Chargers, who have a team built ready to win right now. I think it would make more sense, you know, in all these mock drafts that we've been seeing all offseason, it's been Burrow at number one, mm-hmm. Tua at five, Herbert at six for the most part, right? I think that might flip is what I'm saying. I think, unlike your point, the Chargers are more built to win. So if Tua gets hurt, yeah, it's not as big of a deal. Right, and I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So unless, like, the Chargers, maybe if they trade up, then they might grab Tua. But if it stays the way it is, I think the way I see it going now is Burrow at one in terms of quarterbacks. Five, the Dolphins take Herbert. And then six, Tua. There's even talks of Tua going at two, though, to the Redskins. I've heard the Redskins are pretty set on Young. They are? Okay. I I heard some other reports, but that was a while ago. Yeah. Anthony, Mitch, anything? No. Do you guys like Tua? He's a good quarterback. He just seems very injury prone. Yeah, I agree. If he gets that injured in college, like, is he really going to hold up in the NFL? You just never know. Another thing is, too, like... You look at his roster, like, Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy are going to go in the first round this year. They're going to have an old man yeah. in the first round this year. He has all, he had all the talent around him at Alabama mm-hmm. to be great, and I think that might. Yeah. I've always thought that about Tua as well. Like, I don't – some of the throws that he's made, like, and all these stats that he had in college, like, a good amount of them were for because of his weapons. But I don't know. Um, golf is coming back this summer. The PGA Tour said today that they are planning on coming back sometime this summer with or without fans. Um, so that's good. Golf is a sport that I don't really think even needed to cancel because you can play it with no fans and very limited spectators and it'd be fine. Do you think Anthony? Anthony's the other golfer in this room. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's not obviously not any contact. I don't understand how they could s- spread it very easily, but mm-hmm. probably just because all the other sports canceled, so they just followed the trend and canceled. Yeah, it's just a bad PR rep yeah. if you keep it. No, no, I agree with that. I just think they could be the first league to be back fully, and they could play without fans without it being really weird. Mm-hmm. So, And then baseball. <laughs> baseball? Did we talk last episode maybe it was the episode i did with eli and brandon um about the mlb's new plan like with the i think i talked about it yeah well they have a new new plan um and their new new plan is not to have american league and national league it would just be it would it would be the same thing as spring training so there'd be a a league in the grapefruit in florida and then the cactus league in arizona and you just be in your divisions that you are in spring training. That way, they're trying to, like, limit travel, I guess. And so it's like, I think the Mariners are in the division with the Padres, the Royals, and the Rangers, or something like that. And it's like, I don't, I, this is just, that should just be so weird. If they just, and basically play them in, like, spring so training. Baseball? That division is awful. Yeah. <laughs> the last three years they've been just really weird like they have such weird things they put in place and they're trying like you can't tell like they're trying so hard to stay relevant that they're doing these drastic changes and if they did this i feel like not no disrespect to my manners but none of those four teams deserve to be in the playoffs maybe the padres because they have machado but other than that like those teams are terrible yeah uh yeah i i agree with that i mean 
I'd rather have this than no season, though. Like, people... I mean, I guess, but... It's sports. I'd rather have it back than not be back. Like... Yeah. Yeah, I just think it'd be weird. Like, I don't... How many people would actually count this as a season if it was played basically like an extended spring training? Like, nothing would be the same. And it'd be an abbreviated season. Like, it wouldn't be the whole 162 games. I don't know. I feel like it'd just be weird. But, whatever. Alright. That's all the news I have. Does anyone else have anything? Nothing? Nothing? Oh. Alright. Let's go to the list. Oh, Brandon Cooks is 26. Just looked it up. 26? Yeah. That's pretty close. Um, you get that one right? Good job, Reed. Got five. What? Wow. You got it right. Right. Did I say he was 26? Yeah. I think so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to list season. We have three. Three lists for the boys. We have... Let's start with teams that we hate. Then let's do our favorite candy. And then fantasy football wide receivers for 2020. So, because I don't want two sports in a row. So, okay. we'll go sports, non-sports, sports. So... These are team the top five teams that we hate. This does not just have to be pro. This can yeah, be... I don't have... I have a team that's not pro on mine. Yeah, I, I do too. Gotta make sure. Okay. Oh, do you want me to start it off? Should we go five? Everyone Everyone says they're five, four, three, or we gonna... I think it'd be good to start at one. Okay. One? Yeah, okay. the team that we hate the most. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start Alabama football. I hate Alabama football. I hate them because college football is probably my favorite thing to watch, and they win it every year. I hate Alabama football. That's my number one. Reed. San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. I hate them. I hate their colors. I hate their fans. I especially hate their fans. I, I like Brandon Williamson. He's my only exception. We do like Brandon. We are a pro-Brandon podcast. But um, just... Just I I love like those memes about how last year how their their stadium was empty and then this year it's suddenly full. It's like okay, your fans are fair weather. Yeah. And then they try to say they're better than the Seahawks. I just I, I think the them. Bay Area fans in general just aren't great fans. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I had the Warriors dynasty as my number one. Wow. <laughs> that was like, wow. That ruined basketball for me. Like that was the that's probably like the 49ers were like. Ugh. But, like, the Warriors dynasty, like, every ounce of me despised them. Interesting. Like, I just, Kevin Durant, oh, man, did not, mm, yeah, that's my number one. Mitch. I also had the 49ers. I just hate them in general. Makes sense. Anthony. Um, the Oregon Ducks. Yeah. They are probably the worst fan base out of <laughs> everything. Like, they think they are so good at every sport, and... I hate how much gear they have to show all their recruits and like just overload them with Nike gear because the Nike CEO went there. It's just so irritating. Makes sense coming from a Husky fan. Yeah, yes. I know he's going to go to Wazoo. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number two is San Francisco 49ers. I feel like we all hate them, so that's an easy one. That's my Reed. number two, too. Cole, your number two, yeah. 49ers? Okay, Reed. My number two is the Green Bay Packers. Really? Yes, I just I despise Aaron Rodgers and everything about. I feel like we every time we go to Lambeau we lose, and it's just I especially this playoffs just like 
I ew, it was I hate them. I absolutely hate them. All right, interesting, Mitch. Oh, I don't. Uh, I just don't the Thunder. Oh, okay. I I, I respect that. I respect that one a lot, actually. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that. Honestly, making this list. Yeah, Oklahoma City Thunder. I like that one. Anthony. Uh, the 49ers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, my number three is the New England Patriots. I just, I think I'll hate them less now that Brady's mm-hmm. gone, but especially after that Super Bowl and how many times we've heard the run the ball on the one joke as Seahawks fans. Like, yeah. and whenever I think about that moment, I associate it with the Patriots winning. And so, plus they just kind of like, I mean, they just win a lot. And they and, cheated. Yeah. I'm just not a huge fan of the yeah, Patriots I, at all. I, don't I didn't have them on my list just because I kind of like, after I mean Tom Brady left, I kind of I didn't even think of them honestly because like they're not really like yeah. supposed to be relevant anymore. So like I was like I forgot to put them. But um, my number three is Kentucky basketball. I just I don't like anything about them. Like they really? they, they always go in as a two seed in the tournament, and they always destroy my bracket. And I just don't like Calipari that much. I, I, I don't like them. <laughs> Have you ever heard him talk about Kentucky basketball? No, I haven't. <laughs> either. Interesting. All right. Um, cool. This one struggled to be my number one. I didn't want to put my number one. I had Duke basketball. I love Duke. Just because Jack likes Duke. I, I love Duke. Duke. <laughs> I don't like that Jack likes Duke for no reason. Just because he I've been a Duke, Duke fan for at least 10 years. Okay, but why did you choose them? Because they were good. I don't, I'm, I'm very oh anti-bandwagon. And so... I don't, but I didn't want to choose it just because that's the only reason I hate him is because Jack likes them and they're just annoying. So yeah, Duke basketball. He's almost too anti bandwagon that it's like, it's, I love Duke. Mitch. Well, I like the Patriots. Patriots, nice. They just win. It sucks. Anthony. I'm gonna go with Cole and I have Duke number three. All right, oh, boo. <laughs> I just. Especially the Grayson Allen era. Oh, oh my was, goodness. That was the worst. The tripping and everything. Oh, yes, that was terrible. Okay, I struggled to like Duke during that era. You loved Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I loved when they won the national championship in 2015. That was my favorite Duke team ever. And Grayson Allen did contribute, but he wasn't really a star until after. But You can yeah. hate Grayson Allen, but like he doesn't look like he should be. I respect him just because he doesn't look like he should be a basketball star. Like. And then he, he did actually pretty well in his first couple of years in the NBA. I think I'm not like a huge dislike of Grayson Allen. I can see why you don't like him though. My number four is San Diego State University Athletics. Um, as what? a Boise State Bronco, I hate San Diego State in football um, and in basketball. That's just our biggest rival, I, I think. So I don't like San Diego State. Um, for, I have the Golden State Warriors. I have a different reason for, I mean, obviously, since they were always winning, but, um, as a Trailblazer fan, they knocked us out last year in the Western Conference Finals without, was it Clay, Clay Thompson didn't play or KD? One of them didn't play in that series and, or it might've been both of them, honestly, and they beat us and just all like that team beat, beat our, the Trailblazers, I'm talking about the Trailblazers, beat um the nuggets in the series before and we were we were hyped going into that series we had a great comeback and then to be beat by the team with just steph and then getting all that hate was was tough to watch (laughs) cool um i had alabama football okay and i don't have 
I don't like Nick Saban a lot. I think he's a yeah, he's not a very great guy. Yeah, I feel like what it seems like. I mean, I think he's a great coach, but I think he seems just like a mean guy. So I've been at him before. Um. Oh God, everyone's gonna hate me for this, but the Washington Huskies. Oh my goodness, Mitch, you gotta speak up a little bit. I just don't like them. I was a fan of them three years ago, though. Anthony? Uh, the Patriots. Patriots, yep. Yeah. Alright, my number five. This is going to come as a surprise. The Canadian National Hockey Team. I hate the Canadian National oh. Hockey Team. <laughs> Dang Canadians. Because I I like the Winter Olympics. Like I like watching hockey in the Winter Olympics. And I like the national aspect, uh, aspect of it. And just seems like the Canadians are always like just a hair bit better than the United States, at least the past like few Olympics. And that just irks me that Canada is better than the United States at something. So Canadian national hockey team is my number five. Um, my number five is the Oakland A's. Just they have, t- again, terrible fan base. They're thinking about moving. And um, seems like they're always – when Manners are doing good, we're we're in second place in the division. Back three games, the Astros A's are fifteen behind us. Not fifteen, that's an exaggeration, but they're like eight or nine behind us. And then we get into July, they're creeping, they're creeping, they're creeping past us in August, and then they make the wild cards. That was, I think, that was a couple years ago that they did that, mm-hmm. and that I just hate them, and I. I hate that fan base, especially, just because no one yeah. goes to their games and no one cares about them. Um, that's a disclaimer. Forgot to mention. All of us took the Astros off our list because <laughs> we were all going to put in number one. They've so, broken our hearts so many times and the cheaters. So, yeah, just before people get mad, the Astros are all number one on the list. So that's why we took them off. Cool. Five. Um, my number five is college football teams that say they are back every year, like Notre Dame, Michigan, and Texas. I don't like that. It's annoying. They're never back. And it, I mean, it's kind of the reason they're so low is because it's funny because they never are back. Oh, USC too. That's another one. And so I don't like them. They're annoying. I like it. And Tennessee. And Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Mitch. Um, the Yankees. Yeah. Their fan base is the worst. In like. I don't like the Yankees either. They're my number six. Yeah. Anthony. Uh, I have a. Detroit Red Wings because I was a Coyotes fan and every time we played them they would always beat us and it felt like every time we made the playoffs we played them in the first round and they would somehow just knock us out and like just wasn't even close so that always irritated me I like it I like bringing the hockey in alright that's our top 5 teams we hate we're now going to do our top 5 best candies do we want to start at 5 for this one and go up why don't we just everyone share their list okay We'll just go in order. Yeah. Um, my number five is Snickers. I love Snickers. Number four is Rolos. My number three is Peach Rings. My number two is Peanut M&Ms. And my number one is Skittles. Reed? Um, number five, Rolos. Number four, Peach Rings. Oh. Three, Gummy Sharks. Two, Sour Patch Watermelon. Or, sorry... Two Skittles and then one Sour Patch Watermelon. I like it. Um, gummy Worms, number five. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I like them. Sour Patch. Saltwater Taffy. I like them in a little bag and then you get to pick your own. That's really fun. <laughs> and then I really like Jelly Beans. They're my number one. Like, 
the nerd jelly beans. They're, they're called big nerds. They're not really jelly beans, but they're pretty much jelly beans. And then, like, all the other types, they're, I really like those. They're my favorite candy. Um, number five, Skittles. Nope. And then number four, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Three, M&M's. Two, ooh, Reese's Pieces. And then number one is the Peach Rings. <laughs> Peach Rings is a popular pick. I love it. Uh, Anthony. Uh, number five is Dots. Ooh. Four is Reese's. Three is M&M's. Two Sour Patch Kids. And one is Twix. Ooh, I do like Twix. Easily could have been on mine. I like the Twix um, ice cream. Have you ever had that? No. It's good. I've seen it though. Have you ever had the thing that's like a giant Twix bar and then there's ice cream? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when I said Twix ice cream. Well, I thought you were talking about about ice cream and Twix. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Yeah, okay, whatever. You were wrong. Whatever. Whatever. All right. Um, Our top 10 fantasy wide receivers. Um. I'll start it. Should we start at number one? I feel like all of our number one should be. Is, is everyone's number one Michael Thomas? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was worried it's I was going to be wrong on that. I, I have something to tell me. Like, I, I think I mentioned, mentioned this last week. I, he's my number one on my list, but the addition of Emmanuel Sanders may hurt his value. I agree. So I don't. I think but, you, you have to take him first, but I don't know if at the end of the year next year he's going to be the number one. Yeah, but I think he has a highest chance, especially in PPR, because this yeah. is a PPR ranking. Um, yeah. My number two is DeAndre Hopkins. I think it's tough to put him two because we really don't know, but I think he'll be the clear number one target for that offense. So, Mitch, you got him number two as well? Okay. Um, I have Julio at number, one, number two. I think, he, I think D-Hop – I just think new quarterback first year – is going to have a little bit of struggles, and they still got a couple good targets. And I think Julio, I think the Falcons could have a bounce back year this year. So, absolutely at number two. Yeah, I've heard at number two as well. Anthony? I have D-Hawk. I just think for Kyler Murray being like a young quarterback, he's a safe option for him. That's what I like think he's too. a veteran, so. Yeah, I think he, I think he'll get he's a lot of go like. He's going to go to him a lot. Sorry? He's going to probably go to him a lot over the other receivers. Yeah, I agree. Hopkins doesn't drop a lot of balls either. So. Yeah, that's true. But Julio is my three. He's probably the most physically gifted receiver. Julio? Yeah, yeah. Julio. He's a beast. So he's my three. Um, Anthony, who's your three? I have Devontae Adams. Yeah, he's my four. Cole? Julio's my four. I have D-Hop at three and Adams at four. Okay. Does anyone else have a different top four? Different guy in their top four? Reed? I had a tie at four, so I have 11 guys on my list. But I'd Well, if you had a tie at four, then the next guy would be... Six. It'd be four, four, six. Oh, okay. Well, I'll <laughs> He's just... in quarantine right now. He doesn't do school. <laughs> but yeah, is, is, it was is everyone's top four Michael, DeAndre, Julio, De- Devontae? Yeah. Well, yeah. If you, yeah. Okay. Half. Yes. Okay. My number, so that's in some order, your top five, everyone's top four is Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams. And I think that's pretty, yeah, pretty clear cut. Yeah. I think there's, I think you can honestly like order those in any way you want. Like we all had Michael Thomas, but 
I wouldn't be surprised if even Devonte Adams or Julio or Hopkins is the number one. But I think that those are the top four. Yeah. My number five is Tyree Kill. That was um, mine too. That was your five. Yeah. Mitch Reed, Anthony. Who wants to go? My five was Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Wow. Yes. Wow. She had a great year. Great start of the year. Let's be clear. But I think <laughs> I think that offense is gonna throw the ball seventy percent of the time. And why? Because they don't have a run. Who's their running back? I mean, Gurley I think, was barely their running back last year. Yeah. I think that's such a plug-in, plug-in type of and, offense. That I mean, they also back. have, like, other receivers. Yeah. They I mean, it goes up. They Brandon Cooks. They're yeah, arguable second. Also you can also make the player. argument he's injury-prone. He wasn't injured last year. Injured you can make the argument that Saquon Barkley's injury-prone, yet he was your number one last week. I mean, li- this is – listen, read. This is Cooper Cup's week 10 through 15. 53 yards. How many got 65 you? yards. How many got 45 you? yards. 41, 31. Okay, but you're not even saying what there was. How many catches? Are. Three catches. Six. That's six. Four. Six. Four. He had a great start of the year, yes. But he had a horrible back end. And I would know. He was on my fantasy team. I experienced this. I'm just saying. I just think that... Tr- He's their number one guy, clear cut. Brandon Cooks is gone. They still have Robert Woods. But, I mean, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are the same. They still have good okay. production. Okay. I, I He's on my list. He's just not five. I'm ten. Yeah, he's, on, he's my nine. Yeah. He's not in Mitchell's top ten. All right. My five, Tyreek Hill, Reed's Cooper Cup. I, I, I'm just giving you the rebuttal. Well, I, I, I think he's my number, he's my number five. Okay. I think you're not going to push him. Cool. My number, I said, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Mitch? Mike Evans. I Mike Evans. I like think Brady likes to throw to taller people, so he okay. might throw to him more, a lot more. Anthony? Uh, I have Chris Godwin at five. Yeah. I would have put Mike Evans, but if you look at his stats with Jamie Swinston, there were a lot of the big plays for him was – deep balls yes. and not catch and run so that's why I don't that's why I have Chris Godwin ahead of Mike Evans that's a perfect segue my six is Godwin seven is Evans and the reason I have Godwin is exactly to what Anthony said and Mitch yeah. you can definitely make the argument I like that that Brady I mean Mike Evans Chris, is definitely Chris the, Godwin's tall too yeah and I agree with Anthony and I again I had Mike Evans on my fantasy team a lot of his plays were 55-yard touchdown passes that made him such a good fancy wide receiver. And I don't think Brady, that's not his style typically, especially now that he's older, is to throw it just deep bombs. So yeah. I have Godwin, one, I mean, one slot ahead of Evans. But I think that's a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of fantasy owners are going to find themselves in that situation this year in drafts. Who do you take, Godwin or Evans? And in my my opinion is Godwin, but and Mitch says Evans, and he could very well be right. So, well, Brady's more of a middle field guy too. Evans more streak on the outside. Just I don't know something to think about. Even though he yeah. is big, they I mean he could switch up what routes he's running, I guess. But yeah, so those are my six seven is Godwin Evans. Reed, what's your what's your six? Uh, I have six Amari Cooper, seven Tyreek Hill. Okay. Um, I had Evans and Godwin. The only reason I put Evans is because I know his name more. Like he's yeah. more famous. Chris Godwin was my tied for fourth. 
I'd say that. I'd oh, you that. took him off? Yeah, I tied him in uh, Devontae Adams for sure. Oh, so yeah. you probably should mention that. <laughs> I, look, no one asked me. They said, where was Devontae Adams? <laughs> no, but... So, Godwin would be your five if you said... So, should, do I have to take out my ten, then? You, you'd take out your eleven. You just move oh, everyone Oh, yeah, down. that's what I mean. So, okay, yeah, sure. Cup is my six. Five would be Godwin. Okay. Jeez, <laughs> really? Just to put in Cup. All right, Mitch, who's your six, seven? Um, Hill and Godwin. Hill and Godwin. Anthony, did I... Godwin your, was your five, right? Yeah. Okay. So, for six, I have Hill and then... Seven, I have Cooper. Cooper Cup? No, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Okay. Amari Cooper is my eight. Amari Cooper is my eight, too. And Reed, who's your eight? My eight. Uh, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Yeah, I want to be the one to talk about him. This oh rookie. Just because he picked him up last year at the end of the season. No, no, okay. Look at this. <laughs> he won me the championship, probably. Um, but. I hate that he won the championship. We do have you to make Ryan a disclaimer. He's going to have back in the season again. Reed did win. Our neighborhood fantasy football championship. I hate this. That's just we're gonna say it. Um, no, AJ Brown really came to life when Tannehill got in after Mariota was whatever benched, and I think he's a rookie. He's going in this second year. They make a big jump going in their second year. I think this offense is gonna be more prepared for next year, and I think he. I mean, he's their main guy. So it's not a bad argument. Yeah. I like that. Mitch, who's your eight? Kenny Galladay. Yeah, that's another good one. There, it's a weird, I think there's a clear, like, seven or eight guys, and then it kind of, like, there's a bunch of next-tier guys that could easily be in our top tens. So, Anthony, who's your eight? Uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. My nine is Cooper Cup. So, we already talked about a little bit about him. So, Reed? My, uh, my nine is Mike Evans as well. Mike Evans. I had AJ Brown at number nine. Okay. Do you want to say anything? Um, just that I think the I think once you're in when you get he only had Ryan Tannehill for half a year, mm-hmm. and the jump from first year to second year is big. And when you get your quarterback for a full year instead of mm-hmm. half a year, I think that's a big help. Um, I've got Keenan Allen because oh. if they choose Justin Herbert, and Justin Herbert's like a deep throwing guy, and Keenan Allen's more of a route guy who throws goes deep, his production will go up. I like that. I, the only reason I didn't put him on the list was kind of because of that reason. Because Tyrod's going to start it, and you never know how, like, so. and then Herbert going into the NFL, you don't know how, like, what's he going to use. It could be could be someone else, and I just think Allen's getting up there. He's injury prone, and I, I just think Tyrod Taylor is not going to give him a lot of production at the start of the year. All right. But that's why he was on my list. Anthony? Uh, nine, I have Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. And then my yeah. ten. My ten's DJ Moore. Yep, I have him too. You have him at ten, Anthony? Yeah. Yeah, I... I like... I I think one of the sneaky good... Like, sneaky best additions of this offseason is Teddy Bridgewater to Carolina. Because I really believe in Teddy. And I think DJ Moore is the clear-cut number one receiver there. So, I mean, besides maybe McCaffrey, but... Yeah, DJ Moore is my ten. Yeah, that's a that's gonna be a tough decision for me, because I could keep more. I think was taken in the seventh round or Kittle in the third. You can keep both. 
No, but I'm keeping AJ Brown. Um, so I, I, I'm deciding between be them right now. Who's your ten? Oh, Kenny Galladay. I had Kenny and Cooper, and I have ten and eleven right next to each other. Um, I've got Devonte Parker. Oh, I had forgot about him because yeah. like he like he shot up at the end of the season, and it's gonna keep going for him. Yeah. Yeah, especially if they have a new quarterback, even if they have the same one, I guess. Yeah. Well, and like, sorry, I'm rude. um, and with that, I mean, Ryan Tannehill was their leading rusher last year, and they put in a, they have a good good running back now, Jordan Howard. I think he'll be good. So that I think that will help Parker because the running game opens up the pass game. So that the teams knew that it was going to Parker, and he still had a good end of the year. So I think that could help him. I think he's mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Who did I say? Did I say Tannehill? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Tannehill played for the Dolphins forever. He did. He did. Yeah. Is there any other honorable sure. mentions? Um, I had DK and Tyler Lockett at, number yeah. at my honorable mentions. I think one of them has got... I mean, Russell Wilson's top two quarterback in the league. Yeah, DK could be a sneaky. Because, uh-huh. yeah, with a full year. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, he had a good game versus the Eagles, too. Oh, I like... Um, I don't know about top ten, but Tyler Boyd. With Burrow thrown to him, mm-hmm. I think is a lot better than Andy Dalton. So. AJ, what about AJ Green? Yeah, true. Yeah. If he, whatever they say he's he does, yeah, if he's healthy the full year for sure. Um, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, yeah, he's the clear the number one. He could be sneaky as well. Diggs too. I was about to say Diggs. Diggs and Buffalo, no. yeah. Buffalo's got, in my opinion, three receivers that are going to be pretty even fantasy wise, like. Maybe not Beasley, but I think John Brown's going to have a lot of deep balls. I think Diggs will probably be their clear number one. Actually, I take that back. Diggs will be their clear number one. But I think Beasley could be a flex. John Brown could also be a flex because they're both going to... I think Beasley is going to be like a high reception guy. And Brown will be a high like yardage, high touchdown, low reception guy. Last year, they had no wide receivers over like 5'10 or something. Yeah. They get it finally a deep... I mean, John Brown's a deep threat, but they finally get a mm-hmm. clear number one wide receiver. So, All right. The Disney movie bracket breakdown. We are in the Sweet 16. Cole, can you pull up the yeah. bracket? Is it on Instagram? Just on the Instagram. I have the results. I just need to, just if we want to talk about who they played. So, okay. no, I I will announce the results. <laughs> you don't have the results. Oh, it's fine. Okay. We're going to announce... We have 100 followers. All right, everyone. Yeah. All right. Follow 191, but we're old. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> the Splash Mountain region. In the Sweet 16, we have the number one Toy Story versus the number five seed, I believe, Big Hero 6. That would be the Sweet 16 matchup. Mm-hmm. And the... Big Hero 6 is a really good movie, I think. I yeah, I don't even know if I've seen it, honestly. Good, you should watch it. It's good. The next one is the three-seeded... Tarzan will go up against, I believe, the seven-seeded Jungle Book. They beat Beauty and the Beast. That they... Jungle Book beat Beauty and the Beast fifty-three to forty-seven percent. Wow! And um, Hercules was a three-seed. Jungle Book's the yeah, six. Tarzan's a six. Tarzan's a six. Tarzan's a six. Yeah. So it's the six versus seven. Two up. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Tarzan had seventy-five percent of the votes. Jungle Book. It was a. It was two votes. Tarzan kind of had an easy draw. I feel like because I don't think they played. Too many high threats in total. Well, they now play the Jungle Book. So. <laughs> There's two very similar movies going next. Very. Head to head. So. 
my prediction, I think this will be Toy Story versus Tarzan in the Elite yeah. Eight. Yeah. That's my prediction. I can't believe Beauty and the Beast. Or Jungle Book. Even with the live action coming out too. I thought the live action of Beauty and the Beast was really good. Me too. I was shocked that Jungle Book beat it. That's crazy. Matterhorn region. We got the number one seeded Toy Story three mm-hmm. going up against the number four seeded Ratatouille. Come on, Ratatouille. Ratatouille is a really good. Who movie. did Toy Story play? Tangled. Tangled. They. It was fifty nine percent to forty one percent. Really, I, I voted for Tangled. A lot of people like Tangled. There's a big, there's a sneaky big, big Tangled fall- falling. Mm-hmm. And yep. Toy Story three is, I think, the weakest one seed. So. I agree. Yeah, I definitely don't know, the I weakest don't know one how seed. Cars didn't get that one seed. They got a twelve seed. Then I th- is Wally the three? Yeah. Yep. Wally versus the two seed Aladdin. Oh, they beat Frozen. They killed oh, him. Wow. Sixty-seven, thirty, full, thirty-three. I voted for Frozen. Me too. Wally only had fifty six percent. And no, I don't like Wally. Yeah, the whole, it's just a weird movie. I think Aladdin could beat Wally. Oh yeah, I, I think Aladdin for sure. I think Aladdin That's will. Who would I bet on if I had to bet on one of these matchups? I think Aladdin probably comes out of this region. I think. Wait, who who's the other? Oh, the Toy one Story seed is Toy Story three. Right, two. I feel like That's the easiest draw. Toy yeah. Story is the weakest one. Yeah, the two seed. Toy Story three. Toy Story three. Have to distinguish this. Anthony, any thoughts? No. <laughs> I just Not I just want to make sure you're you're involved since you're over the phone. Um, no, Thunder Mountain region. This is the juggernaut matchup of the Sweet Sixteen. This is two powerhouses, two matchups that haven't been close. Um, we have the one seed car or er, Incredibles versus the twelve seeded. Cars. No. Wow. This is a tough one. I <laughs> this region is tough. Because mm-hmm. then the the next matchup is the 3-2. Toy Story 2 versus Up. Up's a really good Up's movie, too. Man. Those I, are I good know. ones. I, I like absolutely Up. despise Up. What? Whoa. Can I give me a reason? First of all, yes. the whole... What's, what's the Boy Scout's name again? Russell. Russell? Russell? What is her? What is his parents thinking? The kid's gone for oh my three God. weeks. They don't know to go search for him in South America, Reed. Well, yeah. they never even like call about him. Or anything. <laughs> he doesn't know where to call. Oh, my son's missing. They never say anything. And like so that. the South American like and so no, like, no, no. the Argentinian police are gonna go look for him because the son's missing in New York. No, they show they show the parents and they weren't even like. I just, I just don't like it. I don't like the whole oh, story. That's a great movie. This is a tough region. Mm-hmm. I think Up probably wins. Wins their matchup oh, against Toy Story 2. Yeah. Man, I'm Incredibles versus Cars. I'm interested to I see. Cars. I will go Cars until the day. Cars is my favorite one yeah. by far. I'm going Incredibles. The thing about Cars. Cars, I said this last podcast, has its own land mm-hmm. at Disneyland. It's got its own little section. Yes, Incredibles has the Incredicoaster. Cars has like five l- rides and the coat, like two restaurants. Like, oh yeah, I don't know. Really? Yeah. To be fair, I feel like if we're just looking at is Cars two or three? Were they on this list? Does anyone know? Cars three was. Cars two wasn't. I really like Cars two. Like, if you be honest, Incredibles two was a great movie. Yes. The Incredibles Dynasty, I'd rather watch that over than Cars again. I agree. So I think. If I'm voting, Incredibles I'm voting 2 Incredibles. is good. Incredibles like 2 is a great movie. Too. It's Spy and it's in 
Anthony, what do you think? Yeah, that's a terrible movie. I'm probably gonna go Incredibles. Okay. Yeah, I've gone Incredibles too. I just like the characters better. I'm going Cars. That'll be interesting. And then, the Space Mountain region, Lion King was a unanimous again. They have two <laughs> unanimous votes. They beat Snow White too, which is Snow White unanimously. Wow. They face Monsters University. I feel like that could Who, draw a couple votes against. I'm still mad Moana lost too. Yeah, Me too. Yeah. Monsters U has 82 percent of the votes. Every everybody in this region had over 80 percent. Really? So this was landslides in Space Mountain region. And then this is another tough matchup: the two three, Finding Nemo, Monsters Inc. Those are two classics. I want Zootopia to win. Like you were the I, only person that voted Zootopia. Really it was you and like one other person. I really I mean, like Zootopia. I could have voted it for it, but I didn't do it. Nah, I'm I think I'm going with. That's actually tough. I I think I like, I liked Monsters U better than Monsters Inc. I know that might be surprising. A lot of people like the, at Disneyland all the Mon MU hats. I think that's a big thing. How about what if Monsters University played Monsters Inc. in the? I don't think there's a chance Lion <laughs> yeah, King loses. Yeah, Lion King's winning. Lion King's a juggernaut. But I don't know. I don't. I think right now. I think my favorite. I think the 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 one that wins is the winner of Incredibles and Cars. I think Lion King. Could, really? I think well, everyone everyone likes. I've never. I don't know. Before. Monsters Inc. and Nemo are pretty popular too. Yeah. I voted against Nemo by accident last week. I accidentally oh clicked on another one. <laughs> it had 90% of the votes. <laughs> yeah, so. but if it won, I would have tried to have a recount. <laughs> Alright, what are you guys... Let's... I'm going to ask you guys. We did... Me, Brandon, and Eli did our final four picks. I don't have enough time for that. So, give me your championship matchup and your championship champion. Wait. I don't even know the bracket. So, yeah, the bracket. Alright, just choose your champion. Cole, who's your champion? My champion is Cars. Cars. Is Cars. My movie. Okay. I feel like the Lion King wins. Lion King for Mitch. Reed. Well, if, we, if we're going by our favorite movie, Incredibles. It's, it's, so who I, do you think's gonna win? Oh, yeah. I think. I mean, obviously. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna stick with my favorite. I mean, Incredibles. Yeah. Anthony. I feel like Lion King's gonna win, but personally, I'm not the biggest Lion King fan. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of people just like it. Yeah, that's what you think. That's okay. Kind of like me. No one dislikes Lion King. That's the big thing. That's yeah. why I think. I think. But that's why I think it won't win. I think yeah. the movie that will win is who has the most dedicated fans. Yeah. Because the matchups haven't been too tough. Now we get interesting. Yeah. Who has the most dedicated fans? Yeah, I I I hate to see it just be like two mainstreams in the final. Like. No, but that's why I think it will be. Yeah, but like. You think it'll be okay. People are gonna look at it and be like, "Which movie do I like better?" Yeah, yeah. I I want like a movie that everyone likes, but I don't want to be like, "Oh, I kind of like that movie." That's why it made the championship. I want like you know what I'm saying. Like I don't want Lion King to make the championship just because people kind of like it. You know. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll make the championship if people only kind of like it. Yeah. That's my point. Oh, okay, okay. Is that like Monsters Inc. and Nemo? Like obviously, I don't know. If, what people feel about these movies but if people only kind of like Lion King then Monsters Inc. or Nemo will beat them but we'll see alright that's all I have it's April 10th 
The draft is the 23rd, I believe. We'll do a mock draft soon. Did you hear that they might push back? They're trying to get the draft pushed back until June. I saw a Bleacher Report notification, which that might not mean anything. But I, I think that was the NBA draft that they were saying. All right, now we're going to go to the interview with Trent. We'll see you guys next week. Watch Survivor. And, yeah. All right, everybody, welcome back. I'm now joined by a good friend of mine, Trent Carlin. Trent, welcome on. Jack. <laughs> all right so me and trent um went to school together for a long long time and something we played baseball with each other played basketball against each other we played football against each other but something that really bonded us was our love for survivor wouldn't you say trent yeah it's a it's a really great show yeah um, i recommend it to everybody me too for sure so, um, with not a lot of whole lot going on right now in the world, especially sports, we figured we'd just talk about Survivor. We're going to, season 40 is going on right now. For those of you guys who don't know, it's all winners. So it's 20, 20 winners, um, of Survivor and they all came back to decide who's basically like the best of the best winner. And so we're just going to recap. Hello? Hey, uh, I lost you for a second. Uh, couldn't hear you. Oh, you're good. My bad. Um, we have a really spotty connection, but I was just saying that we're gonna we're just gonna recap, and I think we might just do every episode from now on. Just why not if we have time? Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's break down last night's episode. Is the ninth episode, I think, of Survivor. Um. What are, what are your initial thoughts? I know you just got done like re- finishing the episode. So what are your initial thoughts about last night's episode? It was really crazy. Like it started out kind of slow, like a normal episode, but as it went on, like back at camp when they were talking about the vote, it just got really wild. And then that tribal, that was the craziest tribal I've ever seen. Yeah. Like all the talking and stuff. And then Adam like thought he saw an idol at Jeff's um, stand like trying to pick it off like yeah he, he was going for for everything there yeah um i love those tribals when they get all crazy like that i love when like yeah the strat yeah they like just start talking to each other like whispering in each other's ear and stuff and yeah yeah i give i give credit to adam i, I know me and you both like weren't huge fans of adam um no i don't like him <laughs> yeah i just think he's really annoying and yeah. um but I do give him credit because they're very like that idol. the The symbol of the idol it was the same as what was on Jeff's like per part podium, whatever you call it. Yeah. And so maybe they did that on purpose, like you know, have people thinking, and like maybe they thought someone like Adam would try and you know go for it and play it. But I definitely I think know, that's, that's what I thought. yeah. I definitely think that's possible. And yeah. but I just give him credit for giving like. He gave a hundred percent, you know, like he probably knew he was going home. Um, and I, I give credit for him for at least trying, you know, it would be easy for him to just roll over and not want to be embarrassed by trying to play that. But I give him credit for a given a hundred percent, you know? Yeah. I honestly like didn't know who was going to go home. Like you can't really tell now. Yeah. Survivor. Yeah. These days, like there's no easy vote. So like, 
I thought it was going to be him, but like at the same time, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like Nick or you know someone else. For sure, for sure. And the only thing I think that gave it away for me was that when all that tr- craziness was going down, you know, Adam and Ben are like bickering at each other. Um, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and then it all stopped, and then Adam was like, I think Jeff asked him a question. And then Adam was, like, asking everyone. I forgot what he asked them, but he asked them all a question, and then they, like, no one said anything. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, oh, that's pretty telling that, like, he's probably going home. Yeah, I thought it was f- funny when Tony said, like, you want us all to, like, tell you who we're voting for? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the reason for voting. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That was hilarious. I Can we talk about Tony for a second? That guy... Yeah. If you've ever if you ever watched him play the first time, he's bas- he's kind of like a mini Russell, right? Like he plays that same like nicer. Yeah, yeah, for sure, nicer. But he like plays that same like crazy aggressive, like always looking for idols, really strategic kind of game. And yeah, but he's totally changed um, in this game this time around for him. Yeah, well, he had to because you know the last time he played, he was too aggressive, and he got voted out early. Mm-hmm. So, like, he knew he was going to get voted out early. Like, he kept playing that same game. Yeah, for so sure. he had to change. And, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, So, the other couple things from last night. Um, I thought the way that Parvati and Danny found that advantage on the edge of extinction was really impressive. Yeah. Because um, they, like, what happened? They, they, everyone at Edge of Extinction was given a clue. And the clue was basically the same as what happened on a couple seasons ago. And Poverty and Danny, like, remembered that from a couple seasons ago. And then they were able to find the advantage. So I thought that was really impressive. Yeah, it's crazy how they could remember that, like, from such a long time ago. But, you know, they did yeah. a good job. And I think it was a good idea for them to share it with everybody else. Because, like... Mm-hmm. There's no point in really keeping it a secret. No, not at all. Like, what are you going to benefit from that? You guys are all yeah. on the edge of extinction. You're not voting each other out. So. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I thought was really impressive, like, for her to, like, you could see Parvati's mind working. Like, okay, Michelle has the most. I think she has four. Let's try to get all of it. Mm-hmm. And she knew that, like, at first I was like, man, that's really greedy, like, and really risky trying to go for four. And then, but honestly, like, I think Michelle got, I think she overpaid, but, like, she kind of had to, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because at that I point, mean, well, at that point, like, Michelle knew, like, she was in trouble, and she needed something. Yeah, true. And like, I guess... How, how is that going to work? Like, do you, like, after the votes, after they vote, is that when she flips it, or... Yeah, I think so. I think you play it like a hidden... I think you're, like, he's, like, if anyone has a hidden immunity idol... You know, now would be the time to play it, and then she would just say, "I have a fifty-fifty immunity idol," and then flips the coin. I guess. Uh, that's a, yeah. I mean, that's a good thing to have, but like, it's also risky to use, like. For sure. Because the next tribal, you're probably gonna get targeted. Definitely, definitely. Um, but I just thought that was smart by Parvati and and Danny. Yeah, two, one to share it, and then two to get as as many fire tokens as they can, because they'll probably use it for like food or something. Yeah. So. I thought that was fun. And then the other note that I have from this episode was Sarah giving up her reward to Nick. Yeah. I thought that was a little fake. Like, yeah. she said it was, like, 
personal, like, because it was his birthday. But, I mean, maybe that went into her thinking. But also, I think it was game strategy because it was like, mm-hmm. there's no way she did that just for, you know, him. Mm-hmm. Like, she's trying to win that $2 million. For sure. So she'll do anything to win and to get closer with people. And Sarah won Game Changers, and she really won because she made friends with, like, everyone. You know, that's kind of her style. She's really, like, she'll make actual personal relationships with everyone, and then she doesn't have a problem blindsiding people, but it's like, oh, it's okay, because Sarah's my friend. So she just voted me out because she needed to get further in the game, you know? And they'll still vote for her on the jury. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. I think it's like, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't know if I buy it. I think I kind of do that it was actual personal because she told us, she told it in her little confessional that like, it was legit. You know, why would she lie to the producers? That's, I guess, my thinking. True. But regardless, yeah. it's a bad move. Yeah. Yeah. Because people, you know, you can tell anybody what your thinking was, but like, people are, it's survivor, like, they're not thinking about like being nice and stuff like that. They're going to take it like, oh, she's trying to make a strategical move to get further in the game so she put a target on her back exactly and even tony tony was like what are you doing putting a target (laughs) i was like that's crazy tony's came so far from where he played like the first time uh to where he is now i miss that i do miss that kind of tony though oh me too it made great television but if he played that way it'd be the same thing that happened in game changers he'd be like the first one out yeah so Mm -hmm. all right we're gonna I have a little bit of like a power rankings for next episode. And this isn't really like who I think is going to win, but more like who I like. Number one is the person who I think is the safest at the next tribal council. So that's, that's the power rankings we're going to do. So my number one is Sophie. Um, she's like, I think she's controlling the game and no one really knows it. Like she, no one's even mentioned her name when they like last tribal, like, almost every name got thrown out. No one said anything about Sophie and she's controlled both of these merge votes. Yeah. So I, I have, go ahead. Oh, I have Tony at number one, just for next episode. Um, I'm thinking of one episode at a time with him. Cause you never <laughs> know what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, Sophie's flying under the radar. Um, he, he doesn't have full control, but like he, he has influence on like all the votes. Right I agree. Now. Yeah. And, his name hasn't been thrown out yet so yeah i think next episode he's gonna be safe yeah that's been insane too that he has not had his name thrown out one time either and like i think if he gets to the end he probably wins yeah yeah well yeah because i think people might say oh you were like a big powerful player but tony should say like well i couldn't play a powerful game because that would have put a target on my back so Mm -hmm. i think he's playing like a great game right now yeah, and I agree with that. I think that's the same thing. My number two is Kim, and my number three is Tony. Um, but I think Kim's the same way. I think Kim is – she was so dominant when she won, she can't play that same way because everyone will be like, oh, you're you're so good, you're just going to win. Yeah. So she kind of has to fly under the radar, and both of her and Tony are doing really well, and that's why I think they're some of the best players that I've ever played. Mm-hmm. And I have – Oh, go ahead. Well, the only reason I think I have Sophie and Kim above them is because I think both Sophie and Kim have an idol. So that's why I have them a little bit above because I think they both are, even if they get a whiff of their name coming up, they they could save themselves. Whereas Tony, I don't think does have an idol. So yeah, 
I have Kim at two for the same reasons you said, because she has the idol and nobody's talking about her. Mm-hmm. And I think she, I think she, is she like with like both groups of people, like both alliances right now. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Because it seems like Tony's, Tony's trying to get like the the big threats, and Kim's definitely a threat. Yeah. But then there's also like Sophie, Sarah, and it looks like Kim's a part of them too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that. I don't, that helps her right now, but I could see that being trouble in the future if, if she gets her foot caught in both camps. You yeah. Know? But for right now, yeah, she's about as safe as can be. Mm-hmm. Who's your three? And I also have Sophie at three. All right, yeah. Two. Yeah. I think there's a tier gap with those people. I think there's like three tiers, at least in my rankings. Like I have one, two, and three. They're kind of like a leg up. Yeah. And then my four, five, six, seven are kind of in the middle, and then my bottom three I think are clearly at the bottom. Yeah. So my, I'm just gonna name my next four. So this is my four, five, six, seven. Okay. Are Jeremy, because he basically even I thought he was more towards the bottom after last vote, but everyone came to him. Uh, that was so funny. Him on the bench, at, um, like before tribal council and everyone just came up to him like <laughs> giving a new name to who they were going to vote out and Jeremy just sat there like laughing like I thought that was hilarious oh did I lose Trent I think we might have lost him hello oh there we go hello can you hear me now yeah I can hear you oh I said um I don't think Jeremy was on the bottom after the first merge vote. Yeah, I mean, I just think he... did he... vote for Wendell. No, I just think he wanted Wendell to stay and he didn't get his way. But, yeah, I guess he didn't vote for him, so, like, no one really knew. Yeah. But I think he really... It really showed he was in a good spot this week. Mm-hmm. And then my next one, Sarah. The only reason I downed Sarah a little bit is because it feels like she has a bigger target on her back than she did. Um, yeah. and then I have Denise and Tyson who are both pretty similar right now. And they're both kind of like not really saying anything, just going with the flow. Um, mm-hmm. I think I really like Tyson. I really like what he's doing, but I, and I could see him getting to the end. But the problem is I think he, if he even gets close to the end, he's going to win. Cause all of his friends are on the jury, like Rob Parvati, they're all going to vote for him. And so I think if the people in, still in the game are smart, they're going to vote out Tyson soon. So at four, I have Jeremy, because, um, you know, I, I don't th- yeah, he's not a big target right now, and he's kind of with all the groups right now. Yeah. And, you know, he's a big target, so he's going to stay with the big targets. And um, I don't know. I just think he's safe right now. And then at number five, I have Sophie, I think. Didn't you have no, Sophie no, no. in the Sophie top? Sophie was my three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. Who's, yep. who's your five? My five was Sarah. Sarah? I had Sarah, I had then Tyson Denise, five, then Tyson. Actually. I have Tyson at five. Yeah. Because right now he's just like, he's, nobody's targeting him right now. And um, I just know he's going to go later if he, you know, if he stays long enough. But um, he's going to have to win immunities. At the yeah. end, if he wants to get to the end, I think. I agree. All right. Um, six, I have Sarah. Okay. And then do you have Denise, seven? 
seven. Yeah, and then my bottom three, I think I have Ben at eight. Um, I don't know if he's... I just don't see him as, like, a huge threat to win. I don't think he's done enough, but I think he's in a better spot than I'm giving him credit for. Yeah, I think Ben... Yeah, Ben's at eight. I don't think he's going to get voted out soon. Me neither. He might be someone, like, people want to carry to the end. Yeah, I agree. He's made enemies with people. Like, Adam, Rob doesn't like him. Other people don't like him. So I don't think he's going to get voted for if he makes it to the end. But... Um, I can't stay for right now. I agree. And then my nine is Michelle, and my ten is Nick. Yeah, I agree. I think they're I think they're Nick, clearly on the bottom. Nick's in trouble. Yeah. Nick's more in trouble than Michelle. I agree, um, but because he could have gone the last two, Travis. I agree. Yeah. But props to him for staying in. Yeah. And I think. Even though these two are at the bottom, this this next week could be a week where the alliance of eight breaks up and they bring in Michelle and Nick to try to make a blindside, you know? Yeah. But we'll I won't see. be surprised if anything happens, to be honest. Yeah, well, same. Same. It's so crazy right now. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um Alright, well, that's all we have for this episode of Survivor. Um, but me and Trent are just going to give a couple seasons that we recommend for people to go rewatch. There's a bunch of seasons out. I think like 1 through 34 or something are out on Hulu. Um, so I'm just going to give and Trent, feel free to give anything that you have to any recommendations just to, for people to rewatch. Um, I think, too, that if you haven't seen you need to see our heroes versus villains which is season 20 um i think that's got like everyone that's got like russell parvati boss and rob rupert colby jt um sandra like it's got everyone so if you haven't seen yeah. heroes versus villains i think that's a must see yeah i agree with that that's like my number one right now yeah same I think here that's the best season so far i agree that's got it's got some good stuff and then Fan, like um, fans versus favorites, the first one, season sixteen. Uh, I think Micronesia is is where it was. Um, that's, I mean, that's got Ozzy, James, Parvati, um, Sari, Amanda. Like that was a really good season as well. And it's got like a couple of like the biggest moves in Survivor history. And I just thought. The winner, I'm not going to spoil it, but the winner played a really good game, like a really good strategic game, I thought, in that season. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good season, too. For sure. Do you have any others that you want to add? Uh, Kageyan or Tony. Yeah. Tony one. Yeah, that was my next um, one. That, that was, like, really entertaining all around. Yeah. Um, a lot of good players. A lot of big moves, so. Yeah, Spencer, uh, Cass. Right. Mm-hmm. Top two. Yeah. Do you have any others? And then, um, let's see here. I'm trying to think. I think Game Changers is pretty good too. Yeah, that was a very good one. I thought. Yeah. Um, some older one. I liked Cook Islands, which is season thirteen. Um, that was the first time Yoel, Ozzy, and Parvati all played. Um, 
that's a cool one and then pearl islands is a cool one too that's one of like it's season seven that's got um rupert johnny fairplay sandra that was a really cool season too yeah all stars is pretty good too yeah all stars is a really good one season eight if you're a big boston rob guy and the boston rob and amber <laughs> that was really cool to see them yeah i think boston rob should have won that but still a good season you think he should have won that yeah but it's whatever i mean he, i think he should have won that too he technically he did hated. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's all I have this week. Um, I think we're just, we might just do this every week, Trent, until the finale and just give our updates, especially if they're, if the, the season's still as interesting as it was, like this last vote. Because there's a lot of talk about for this episode, and hopefully it, it stays just as interesting. Yeah. I'd be down to do this every week. This is, uh, this is fun. All Thanks right. For having me. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll do it. We'll do it next Thursday. All right.